Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Port 3-3. Joining us today, we have a special guest, Matt Sharps, along with the normal crew of me, Lucas Simpson, Zach Hersey, John Veloss, and Alex Lust. How's it going, Sharps? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Biggest thing we wanted to say is that I know about, it was two days ago, 15 minutes into the game, Spurs were looking electric. Oh, God. They had the gameplay that you hadn't seen from Spurs in a while, but I just want to hear... Unfortunately, you know, they choked the lead, but what was your mindset as you saw the lead kind of evaporate in front of your eyes? You know, I was watching the game and I was like, yeah, this is nice. You know, we're going to be in second place. And then in like the 82nd minute, the West Ham scores some like fluke header. I'm like, all right, we're probably fine. The next thing you know, about five minutes later, Davinson Sanchez decides to kick it into our own net. And then, then I was like, you know what? We're probably fucked. And then, you know, last kick of the game, we all saw it. Lanzini goes bar down top right. And I was literally just, like, yelling, fuck. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was like, that had to be the goal of the season. There's no way someone's going to score a better goal than that this year. Got to be. That thing's a banger. It's once every, like – three-season type goal for Lanzini. Like, and Lanzini is not good. That's why – why is he even taking the shot? Uh, dude has – I mean, whatever, respect to him. It's interesting, know. though. I think it's interesting because he's their cam, and he was purposely, like, in that position on the corner yeah. kick. So, like, <laughs> they had, like, half a mind were like, all right, if this comes out, I'm just going to – I'm just going to whack this. So it was like – Yeah, God. the first guy, I don't know who he was, but he tried to whack it himself. Luckily, he whiffed. And one thing took it. One thing I'd like to mention is I think it was extremely stupid for Mourinho because as soon as Harry Winks came on the field, our entire creativity and like everything was gone. The spark was gone. We weren't being able to feed our attackers at all. Harry Winks is just quite honestly just bad. So it was was definitely demoralizing. He doesn't, he's not creative at all. He's just there. He just runs around. He gets his cardio in, as Lucas would say. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. And Dombele was consistently feeding balls into the attack. And, you know, once once he went off, we completely lost that, which gave West Ham, you know, the ability to attack more. And we look and see what happened. You know, West Ham's a solid team, but they had no business in that game. Yeah, no business at all. They didn't uh, – they looked dead in the first half. They they looked like they didn't even – like they were hungover. That's what they looked like. Um, in the second half, they just – they played a, obviously better defense. And uh, I don't know. They just had one of those games where things start to click, I guess. Luckily, not, not purposefully. Yeah. I don't so think no. any of their goals were um, – except I think their second goal – uh, was pretty good, and then the first and second, or first and third, or the yeah, their ones. second goal was nothing. That was just an own goal. Oh, was that Davinson Sanchez? Then yeah, it's been a first goal. Then that was uh, the like normal goal. Yeah, it was the header. Some like random dude. What's oh up? yeah, yeah, I remember that header. That was actually was like good. Balbuena, I think his name was. Yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. that was a pretty good header. That was a nice header. When he scored that, I was like, all right, that was just a fluke. Like, it's, it's the 82nd minute. Like, surely you don't yeah. think. Yeah. Like, Even surely the commentators not. called it a consolation. So, 
couldn't believe my eyes, you know. And as we just saw, like, in this clip I'm watching, uh, they subbed in Ndombele off in the 72nd minute, and shit just hits the fan immediately. Ten minutes later, they score, then they score again, and then they score again. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we just didn't have any pressure on the attack, and then West Ham was like, all right. And then, How do you feel about Bale's performance on his debut? You know, he made a he made a nice move in like I think I can't remember what minute, but it was late on. It was like eighty fifth. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Like but, oh ninety first. Yeah, it was definitely encouraging to see him beat a defender like just right off the for like five five to seven minutes probably, and he's already like taking on the defender and beating him. That was encouraging. The finish wasn't there, but. He literally made that dude Ogbonna fall over. So, yeah. you know, tough, tough to miss that. But that that would have a hundred percent put the how, game away. How amazing would have been if Bell scored the first kick of the game, which was his free kick, as soon as he got on. That would have been that would have been insane. Storybook like type a stuff. Bale. Rewind that clip. The dude just comes in and shoves him as he's shooting at like two hands. It's like, boom. Yeah, that is a pen. What the hell? If Bell didn't shoot and just let him body him like that, yeah. Did you see him run off right at the end, too? Like he did nothing? He had to skirt away. He had to leave the scene of the crime. <clears throat> and then he fell. Yeah, on defend- top of defenders too. always do that. They always fall over every time they commit a foul, as if like the other player. Like, <laughs> Richarlison did that in the Everton Liverpool game when he tried to break Thiago's leg. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he did. Tried to be injured to avoid the red. <laughs> yeah, you want to speak a little bit on the. Uh... Event, we'll call it action-packed uh, Merseyside Derby for now, but I'm sure you have much stronger terms for what happened this past weekend. It, it, looks. it was a very interesting game. Um, I mean, we all went into it knowing Everton was pretty good. Um, it would be a good game. And I had – we dominated Liverpool. Um, I would say we had a lot of chances. We held the ball pretty well. And there were just a few things that kind of just didn't fall our way with I mean, that Pickford tackle in on Van Dyke that, like, didn't even count as a foul or anything because of the offside call. Mm-hmm. Just, I, it's, I guess it's the rule, but it seems really stupid that the dude can actually just go in for, like, a leg-breaking tackle almost to not be called for any sort of foul. And then, I mean, we saw that Mane offsides call that was by the hair on his elbow or something that they had to go back to VAR and, you know, call it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot to talk about. And, of course, yeah, news well, came I... out that uh, – real quick, Zach. The news came out that yeah. Virgil van Dijk did, in fact, tear his ACL, so that's a nine-month recovery road, so he's mm-hmm. probably missing the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's brutal. What that's I was going to say was uh, how long is Thiago's injury, if he's even injured? I think he is. Else, do you know? Questionable. That's a good question. Um, I don't I see much. Everyone was talking about Van Dyke. I didn't see much of Tiago. Yeah, it's true. I actually really didn't see anything. I don't think it was too serious. 
but he went to go get like an MRI or something after the game just to kind okay. of share. Um, Cause imagine if he broke his leg in Van Dyke. Yeah, because that was obviously uh, that was a late yeah. signing Liverpool made to try to strengthen their squad, and then they're losing their arguably best player, if like certainly their best defender, and then their like thirty million pound Champions League winner. Yeah, and what's good with Allison? When's he coming yeah. back? Because Adrian Adrian is yeah, Adrian sucks. He really is terrible. The dude is. <laughs> He played so well. Like, he makes nice saves here and there. And then he just absolutely loses his mind sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember that when Liverpool purchased him for whatever the amount was, like, he was just supposed to sit on the bench and just look pretty. He was never actually supposed to play for extended periods of time. So I guess that's, mm-hmm. like, there's all these, like, goalies, you're a number two for a reason a lot of times. I mean – Obviously, Arsenal, I mean, Martinez, who kind of shown us a number two role there, but for the most part, if you're a number two in the prem, there's a reason for it. And unfortunately for Liverpool, uh, he's going to have to start probably two or three more weeks, at least, I think Klopp said the other day, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I thought Allison was back in training, but uh, he it's kind of like towards the end of the month, like a week or two, I think, is when he might be able to come back. Mm-hmm. If it's kind of going well for him, but yeah, two to three weeks sounds about right, I think. So now I think we need to talk about the fact that after that draw, Everton is now top of the Premier League. Aston Villa is now second, and then then we find the reigning champs, uh, Liverpool, sitting there, and then Leicester City and Arsenal make up the top five. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too? Aston Villa have only played four games. That is fascinating. And Aston Villa has the best defensive record in the league with only two goals against so far this season while playing one less game. Yeah, very, else. yeah Tyron Mings. That man, Mings is he's nice. Like, yeah, he's apparently Van Dyke V2. I wanted them to get so Tottenham could sign him. Didn't happen, though. Yeah, they were – I want to say they were like two or three points from relegation, and now they are second in the Premier League. So that's a quick turnaround for them. They clinched clinched, uh, not promotion, but they – season last year. All right, so now that we talked a little bit about the games past coming week, uh, we're going to shift towards the beginning of the Champions League season that has just begun as soon as we started this podcast – we just got news that Manchester United have actually gone away to PSG and won again. Rashford again scoring the winning goal. This time it was not a penalty. It was a nice strike from inside the box on the 87th minute. Thoughts on Man U upsetting PSG? I just got to say that man, Bruno Fernandez, does not miss his penalty. It's. I mean, it's funny you say that because the one – like. The refs thought that too because he jumped off the line, right? He missed. There must have been something wrong, and then they checked it, and Nava lost it. In fact, (laughs) didn't he jump off his line too early? He did. Yeah, (laughs) that's so cringe. The one time he actually misses. Yep. So obviously, a few of you guys had PSG as your one of your in your favorites to uh, win this competition. So, are you concerned at all about them dropping their first tough test this season? Yeah, I was saying a little bit earlier to you guys before we started this up that PSG losing at home to United is a little scary because, uh, I mean, they have Leipzig in their um, 
uh, whatever group, mm-hmm. group H, the group of death, as we were saying. Yeah. Three best teams that we were thinking. And right now, Leipzig sit first in that uh, group with United in second. So PSG losing at home and them sitting at third right now is definitely a little scary, but I still think that they can most likely win their two games at Leipzig and back in Paris. Um, and then they play, uh, what is it, Besiktas? Oh, no, Istanbul, Basiksehir yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those should be easy games. And I'm, I'm not too worried yet, uh, but it is just the first game and they did lose. But I think it's still a PSG and that they're going to do pretty well. Thoughts, John Hersey? Yeah, they didn't really do much, PSG. I mean, none of their players scored. Martial scored a, scored a double. It's quite shocking to think that Mbappe, Neymar um, would just not score or do much on the offense. So, yeah, just confused and shocked is my, my thoughts on that game. Um, same with Zach. I saw something interesting that uh, one of the Man U center backs, Twan Zavi, hasn't played a game for them in almost a year. And then he comes into the starting lineup away from home, like playing some of the best players in the world, and he holds them pretty much to an own goal the entire game. So that yeah. is just, it's a break for very, him. He's very young, too. Mm-hmm. He's only like 20, 22, maybe. Yep, his first game in. Obviously, Alex Tellus, their uh, near deadline day signing, uh, deadline day signing, made his first start for Man U as well. Also, a part of that unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, looking at United squads, just like Luke Shaw, Victor Lindelof, and Tuanzebe as their center back trio, like. Luke Shaw is not even, you know, center back. Tuanzebe has zero experience, and Lindelof is Lindelof. You know, so it's just you're telling me Mbappe, Di Maria, and Neymar didn't score one goal in that entire game. It's just shocking. Yeah. You know, the only the only good defender they had was Juan Basaka. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's like playing – like a right wing back. I mean, I don't even know. It's What's going on with Ogba? I was going to say that too. Interesting they win with McTominay starting with Fred. That's heavily criticized last like season. Not getting mm-hmm. it. Russia is disrespectful. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard to criticize because it, it led to the away win. So I guess all yeah. of them must have seen something in training or I don't know what he could. I don't yeah. know. But, I don't know. All I got to say is free Pogba. Yeah, I think he regrets the move to Man U because at the time, Real Madrid were heavily interested. Obviously, Juventus was still a European powerhouse when he left them. So I would be shocked if he's still there in a year's time. I don't know when his contract runs out, but he's definitely going to be talking to his agent to see if he can get a move out of there. It would be sick if he went to like PSG, played with Mbappe. Yeah, I mean, PSG, their midfield right now, I think they're still starting Idris Gay, who was great over in the Premier League, but there's still also Ander Herrera, who was a man you reject, obviously, just lost to them as well. So Pogba would definitely mm-hmm. have a starting spot off the rip if he were to yeah. move over to Paris. Yeah, I mean, 
Ole has been talking about Pogba picking up a back injury for France. I don't know if that could be it. I don't know if he's capping, but that's what he said. So that's why I guess Pogba has a like a kind of reduced role. He did sub on. I don't know if it was a late, but seems like he he's not a hundred percent fit according to United's manager. So makes sense, yeah. So switching gears, we saw that uh, Lazio also had a big upset against Dortmund, a team that we thought was going to be a dark horse in this tournament. Uh, goals from Immobile, who you kind of expect, and then an own goal. And then I, Aka Akpro, who I've never heard of, got a goal. <laughs> wow. What a lit name. Erling Haaland had a <laughs> consolation. So what, are we concerned at all about Dortmund? You know, they're a young team. I wouldn't say I'm concerned, but... You know, the, there's a different proposition to Champions League when you come from playing in the Bundesliga. I think they should be a little... Thomas Delaney playing center back. That's that's funny. See that? Yeah, but um, look at their group. Check also. You see Club Rouge and Zenit, so I don't think there's too much uh, worries there that, I mean, they might fall third or fourth. I think if they don't win and Lazio gets first, I think they... Kind of our secured second, not being in such a, an amazing kind of group there. Yeah, that group. <laughs> Wait, am I seeing things, or uh, did Dortmund score two own goals? Just one own goal. Just one. From Marvin hits. Immobile scores one, and oh, Aka Akpro scores the other one. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Lots only had four shots on target and three goals. 35% possession. They were playing like Arsenal wants to play against City and stuff like that. They had less possession, less shots, worse pack, pass accuracy, and they still won. Yep. That's insane. Like That's how the game goes sometimes. Barcelona had a big win today against the team that we could – Ferenc Avaros, we're going to call him that. Ansu Fati, the 17-year-old, scoring again. So he's just a bright spot for Barca when kind of entering the season that there was a lot of talk that they were kind of washed when with Messi who looked like he was out the door. But they started their Champions League campaign well, so hopefully they can give Messi – because I think, I think he still will leave at the end of the season in the end, but he said he was coming back for one last year. So it looks like they're trying to make it the best they can be. Yeah. Who is Pedri? I've never heard of him. I want to say he's another youngster. Young uh, didn't know he was getting play time, but I think he's supposed to be pretty talented. Interesting. Oh, he was a sub. He came off the bench. When they started Sergino Dest, that left back. Coming five-star week for FIFA 22. Very nice, very nice. Pjanic also got his first start in the Champions League for Barca after making the swap with uh, Arthur. And then the player he was swapped with, Juventus, uh, they also had a 2-0 win today without Ronaldo, so it's a big one for them. Goals from one that these Chelsea boys know very well, Alvaro Morata. What do you guys think about him kicking off his Juventus stint with a double? I mean, he scored a hat-trick against Stoke City, so, um, you know... Bad players get goals sometimes against bad teams. Sourx and Dynamo Kiev. 
They're saying you can even do it in a rainy night in Stoke, so he must be. Hey, it wasn't rainy. It was a very sunny day, and um, yeah, it was just the season that they got relegated. So you know, like I said, bad players score against bad teams occasionally, and Danny Mokiev is a bad team, you know. So, um, I've always disliked Morata, but you know, it's nice to see him getting his confidence back. Um. You know, I don't think he'll do much against big teams, but good good for him for getting those two goals in the Champions League. He'll have his test. I think I don't I think the game is two weeks from now against uh Barcelona and they should be without PK who got a red card today. So I whether or not Ronaldo's back will dictate whether Morata starts, but he could have his big moment to shine on the world stage. But speaking of your game today, you guys draw zero zero with Sevilla. What's up with that? Good. I thought Werner was has recovered his form. Havertz has finally settled in. Pulisic, Captain America. What happened? More about um, Mendy. Back-to-back clean sheets. Never conceded a goal for Chelsea. And Thiago Silva and Mendy both starting. Both clean sheets. So yeah, I agree. I agree with John. Like, sure, we didn't win, but I'd rather have a zero-zero tie or draw than see a 2-1 or a 4-3 win of us scoring, you know, four goals and them scoring, you know, three three goals off of defensive errors and, you know, just seeing Kepa being terrible as usual. Kepa's not rather, playing a game for Chelsea again. Yeah, would, hope, would, hopefully. You would rather tie than win? Yeah. Yes. At home. Just okay. First just clean sheet. I would understand clean. if you guys were going away yeah. to Sevilla, but if you're at home, I think you got to be expected. I mean, like a home advantage really doesn't mean we anything now. Three to Southampton at home. So yeah, it did. out against Sevilla. <laughs> exactly. Like Reese James was bullying really Ocampos. Reese James is a unit. Yeah, he played well against Arsenal as well. Yeah, it's, it's just nice as a Chelsea fan, you know. Clean sheets don't come by easy anymore. And just to see that against a team that is not a bad team, a very great team, Sevilla, um, to think that we would have a clean sheet against them is is um, impressive. And I can be more optimistic now about our defense. So that's good. Goals will come. So looking ahead to the games tomorrow now, we got Ajax against Liverpool. That's a big one. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Alex? Excited? Nervous? Um, a little nervous, but definitely excited. Um, I mean, we're without, as we know, Tiago, uh, Allison, Van Dyke, but I mean, we still got King Mo. We mm-hmm. got Sadio. I think. I mean, I'm expecting a win. Uh, I don't see how we can, you know lose this way we're not a great spot in the premier league we got to keep it going in the champions league um it's a big game ix is well-known team it should be fun to watch uh both pretty attacking teams and i'm excited so besides that that's a pretty big game the one that all of us i'll probably make time to watch this one is the Bayern atletico tilt where we have it in germany do you think that will have an effect even though there's no fans I think Bayern's just going to destroy them. Agreed. I also think Bayern will just 
I, I can't. I mean, it is against Atletico, right? So you gotta remember that their defense. Yeah, yeah they're good. Their defense is good, but all you know, all it takes is, I think, whoever like whoever scores the first goal in that game will win because, um, Bayern if they score, that means Atletico is going to try to you know get a goal back and they're gonna, you know, sit back less. Um, but if Atletico scores first, I think they're going to sit back more. And that's when it's very difficult for teams to, um, you know, come back into the game seeing Atletico defend like that. Like you can see against Liverpool last season, they scored. And, you know, it's very hard for Liverpool to come back. And Atletico works on the counterattack and, you know, they can get goals themselves. So I think whoever scores first will win. But overall, I think Bayern will win the game because I think that They'll score first, and Athletic will try to get one back, and they'll concede more from doing that. I think he kind of covered most of it. Very um, nice sack. Expecting a Bayern win with Atletico sitting back and waiting for their counters. Um, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, Bayern is definitely a fun team to watch. I mean, they got Sané now, who's I, I'm hoping going to play so well for them. Um, I think it'll be maybe a little bit boring sometimes with Atletico, Atletico, you know, dropping back and stuff. But I'm excited. Uh, Bayern should get this win in Germany. Yeah, I don't see Simeone setting up his team to where they like try to attack Bayern pound for pound, blow for blow or whatever because he just doesn't let his teams get embarrassed like that. I think it'll be a – it depends on – I think it does agree. It does matter a lot who scores the first goal, but I also think when it's when it's scored will also have a huge impact because if Atletico can get through the first half with its nil-nil, they'll just get a ton of confidence. And just kind of the longer it takes for the deadlock to be broken, the more that favors Atletico. And then Bayern a little bit will get desperate, and then that's when Atletico might find a chance on the break. So I think it'll be like a one nothing. Bayern scoring a late goal, most likely. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. Bayern finally getting their goal in after, like, 80 crosses and 10 shots. Um, Yeah, I can see a late winner from Bayern. So that's kind of a summary of the games that we saw today and the ones coming up tomorrow from the UEFA Champions League. Obviously, we all gave our predictions, and so far, so good. I mean, PSG... That is a worrisome loss for them, but they should still make it out of the group, um, assuming that you know they make the necessary adjustments for the next games. But the only person I do want to call out right now is that John. You did say Chelsea were going to win all six games, and they have yeah. already faltered once at home. What is your new update for Chelsea in their group stage hopes? We're going to win five, draw one. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew that was coming. Very nice, very nice. Just had to check, you know, sometimes maybe that was a reality check, but it was just a slip up Mendy at the rent at the range now. So, so nice. Mendy's yeah, just a so refreshing goal. Did you see the other news about Chelsea goalies is that Patter Check, the uh, 38-year-old coach has been named in uh, Chelsea's, I think, emergency. He's named an emergency goalie for Chelsea's Premier League squad on the that same day. Done. So on one day, we have Patter Cech, 38-year-old goalie, who's retired, by the way, two years retired, making Chelsea's squad. But Mesut Ozil has been left out of Arsenal's Premier League squad 
Yeah, that's okay. funny how that so happens on the same day. It right? like it's the end of Mesut Ozil's time at Arsenal. And I, for one, I'm just a little disappointed in the way that it's been. There's been no official transparency from the club. They haven't really said what exactly Ozil did wrong because when you play – like, yeah. As an Arsenal fan, you, you just got to be excited from from hearing this. I'm you not excited because I don't know why that he makes 300000 a week. That's as much so as – it's, it's more than Aubameyang. Finally, you know, the club letting its fans know that Ozil is gone. He's done after, you know, January he's leaving, you know. But – And um, that's good news. It should be good news. It is good news if – his wages were not still being paid at each week because Arsenal, we were supposed to get an attacking midfielder player. The name that we were linked with a lot was Awar. And then we didn't sell Ozil. We didn't sell Socrates. We didn't sell Mustafi, all those players that now have kind of been faced out of the squad, but they're still in our wage bill. So now we go away to city and we have no attacking edge besides like a 18 year old Saka, who I love, but he shouldn't have the full like, load of all of our attacking creativity on his like young shoulders so i think that it yes it is good that now we understand that ozil is done with arsenal but for him to be done he's got to be sold from the club no wages and then we can refine a replacement but i guess january will be a big month for the uh, arsenal in the transfer window hopefully i mean i'd if i was an arsenal fan i'd rather hear that and know he's leaving in january january than hearing nothing and you know don't know if he's leaving January or the summer, but now at least, at least you know he's definitely leaving in January. January, which is good for Arsenal. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I loved him. You know, it was an exciting day when he uh, announced he was coming to Arsenal. I was complete shock, completely shocked. All Arsenal fans were shocked, and he had some phenomenal seasons, including the 19 assist one where he almost uh, tied Terry Henry's record that De Bruyne has since tied uh, last season. But I don't know. I think Arsenal need a creative midfielder and we're kind of letting one of the, he's not as good as he used to be, obviously, but he's still, I think top 10 creative midfielders in the world. If he, he would get consistent playing time. He still is because he never relied on pace. He's always has phenomenal touch. He would go out there if he played tomorrow He'd still have phenomenal touch, and I hope he goes to a team that needs a creative midfielder so he can still show what he has to offer. End up on, like, Fenerbahce. Yeah, yeah. that's where he's going. Because, no, there were reports that we were selling him to Turkey, but I, he said no. So I'm assuming – I think Either he'll that, probably go like, MLS. West Ham. That'd be West, lit. MLS. West Ham takes um, – Get him in Machuidi on um, – in- yeah, he could go over to Miami. Uh, he could go to LA, live it up with either Chicharito or Ibra. Oh, not Ibra, obviously. Ibra Milan. But what's his name? Dos Santos, still over there. So, yeah, sad day. Speaking, speaking of Ibra, man, actually went to Milan and is starting and turned the team around. They're like first in the Serie A. He's what, crazy 38? Guy that, yeah, 38 years old. <laughs> like, he's not a goalkeeper. He is a striker. Like, to think that he would be still in top top team like Milan um, and starting is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 39 now. 
He's yeah, 39 now. Oh, two weeks ago, it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be crazy to see him starting as a striker in, at Milan at 40 years old if that happens. It's going to be insane. I mean, he's got four goals in two games. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, like, playing well. It's insane to me. Wow, yeah, that's impressive for sure. Yeah, we, we haven't touched on where we think Liverpool will be in the Prem um, now that Van Dyke's injured. True. I still think that they're they're going to be contending for the title, um, in my opinion, because, I don't know, I can just see Matip and Joe Gomez actually, you know, making an impact and possibly going first or second place. But I don't know what you guys think about that. It is interesting because looking at the table, Liverpool have the joint worst defensive record with 13 goals conceded. Them and West Brom have the same number of goals conceded. So I think we're going to see the Liverpool teams of old where they kind of just attacked more than the other team and just tried to outscore them, which is exciting from a neutral's perspective, but definitely frustrating from a fan's perspective, I'd imagine. So we'll see yeah, what they can do. Yeah, that's with Van Dyke too, which is funny. Yeah, so now they're going to lose Van Dyke and they already have a pretty poor defensive record, so we'll see. I expect it, it shouldn't – realistically, it should get worse. I know, obviously, part of that is also Adrian instead of Allison, so Allison coming in will hopefully shore that up a little bit. But mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Liverpool. And this year already looks like it's going to be more competitive than the last three years for sure, where City and Liverpool have just ran away with it from, like, week 10. We all knew it was going to happen. But so far, Everton is still top. And they still are unbeaten along with Aston Villa. Still perfect so far this year. So it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I like it when the league is like this. It makes it more interesting to watch. Yeah. Definitely. Peering down. I held on and won 3-0. I'd say they're my title favorite. But they threw it away. So. Yeah. Anymore. I just, I just don't see Tottenham winning a title. I can see. I can see it this year. Tottenham winning it. Just the way Son, like Tottenham, is my favorite team to watch so far in this season. Son and Kane are just, you know, two best duos um, in the world right now. I can't name another. You know, now that Van Dyke is gone and City are still a little kind of sheltered and not really transparent about what exactly. Kevin De Bruyne's injury is. I think Arsenal are now favorites because the only games we have lost have been against Liverpool and City, and we didn't get embarrassed in either of those, which is normally what happens when we go away to those teams. So I think Arsenal need to worry about getting back in the top four first. <laughs> Tot- we're above Tottenham, and you just called them favorites. We're also above Chelsea. Only, I mean, the only team we've lost to is the team in first place. So Everton's so, played well. You know, they're they're pretty lucky, in my opinion, to escape the Merseyside derby with any points because realistically, yeah. like, Mane is on sides there. So mm-hmm. that, that would change a lot. But, you Everton know, game will fall off soon. Because yeah, Everton remind good. me of Sheffield a little bit, except this time they don't have a defensive. Like, now their you offense guys, is just over. You guys ever watched Yeri Mina last season? That guy would make the dumbest mistakes. And I think he's lucky enough not to have those. This season yet, um, but Calvert Lewin's come. been amazing. Yeah. He's he's been yeah. perfect. James obviously is their big signing, and Allen 
who had the uh, skeptical challenge, right? That was him, the tackle. Charleston. Oh, with Charleston. Yeah, Charleston. Yeah. 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 He'll miss a game, maybe more. Yeah, he shouldn't miss more than one game, in my opinion. That was. Just I think stupid. straight reds are defaultly three. Really? And two is that, yellows. Is that and, actually – no, yeah. no, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. I want to say red card. Because think about it. If you're on a breakaway, 1v1 against defender, and let's say you get megged and the player, like, grabs your jersey, lets go instantly, but, you know, does enough where it's a red card, I don't think that'll be a three-game suspension. I think you can appeal it. Maybe that might be it. But I want to say violent conduct – can be punished with suspension for three games and then they can hmm. examine each one and then they change it based on what happens. Maybe maybe you're right, but yeah, so um, you I've seen plenty games. of red cards from David Louise, straight reds, and and was back day after uh, after the next game. So I don't know, I can't really remember if that if that actually is a thing. Because I think but it all sounds like league should games. definitely be three-game suspension. That was just – what? There's no reason for him to do that. As a striker, too. I mean, I think this is interesting because I don't have the screenshots up, but there's there's been a couple challenges on Arsenal players over the past – like few months that Arsenal players have collect Arsenal fans have collected. And some of them they didn't end. I think the problem is that because Van Dyke ended up tearing his ACL, the tackle is being judged harder than it actually is. And because like there is the one it was Hyungman Son a couple with uh, Andre Gomez where the challenge was not it wasn't that bad of a tackle, but it ended up breaking Andre Gomez's leg. So that's why mm-hmm. he got kind of sent off. But then later on I think they repealed that, I want to say or shorten the ban for human song because the tackle in and of itself wasn't that diff, like wasn't that dangerous. Whereas because Van Dyke's ACL is now torn and he's going to miss the season, which obviously affects a heavy favorite and big money drawer for the league. Now there's kind of more of an uproar about it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Depends on the player, I guess. I honestly just see one of Tottenham's big players getting did you say games. I said one of Tottenham's star players gets hurt every year, whether it's oh Kane yeah, Son. Kane and Son, yeah, two. Yeah, now you have three. now you have Bell, which is funny. So you just have a you just have a front three that is all injury prone players, just mm-hmm. which is very. If, if Kane can stay healthy, I'm confident we can finish top four or three, but we'll see. Oh yeah, if they if they all stay healthy, you guys are winning the league. That's just it is what it is. I can't see anyone defending that so far. Um, Except West Ham, yeah. apparently. Joe half. I mean, West yeah, West Ham didn't really defend them well. They just got lucky. If you really look at West Ham's like what, draw, like they did not deserve that. It's the luckiest draw I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. Yeah, first bottle it every year, so I'm not worried. About DNA, <laughs> it's just something about that club. I swear to God, if they won that game, you know they're winning the league. But because I think that time, losing that was like better for them because then they would have let it get to their heads. Maybe they just choked at the end. Liverpool, how can they let it get to their heads? Tottenham yeah. could be top of the table with like 15 points, like clear with like five games left, and I still think they choke it. Like they just would. <laughs> There's something about them. They just will always choke it. Last time they were like title contenders, 
Was, mm-hmm. They ended up finishing um, below Arsenal. It was yeah, the below year. Arsenal. Yeah, the last year. Yeah. They lost like five nothing away. That game, Chelsea game. against the Falcons. fucking Newcastle. Yeah. You know Hazard's goal to seal the deal. Oh my god, that was just beautiful. Just kicking them out like that was enjoyable to watch. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just a throwback. Yeah. Hopefully Mourinho can bring us some sort of trophy. I wonder where Pochettino is heading. Heading towards. Oh, no. he, need, he needs to start coaching. I I think he's like easily in my man you, top five. I was going to say, man, you for sure. They're in 15th place as of now. I know they just had that huge win against PSG, but they also had that huge win against PSG two seasons ago where people thought Ole was like a godson. We've seen how that turns out. So He's a bot, yo. We'll see if they're swayed by that performance in Paris or not, but I think that'd be a good job. Pep also looks a little – I feel like he's done – I think if, if City gets bounced from the UCL anywhere short of the semifinals, Pep might find it's time to move on to a different – Situation, and then there'd obviously be the city job available for Pochettino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pochettino did lead us to the, the... kind of cut off. Honestly, I said uh, Pochettino just the Champions League final, which was impressive. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, taking you guys past Guardiola's city as well. So yeah, there's just no reason with like with the resources that the owners have given Guardiola. It's actually insane to see the teams mm-hmm. that have both knocked out City and made it past like further than City in the Champions League. So recently it's, I don't know, we'll see how he can amend those kind of shortcomings this season. Will be interesting for sure. Thank you, Sharps, for joining us for this week's episode. Always a pleasure to have you. Hopefully Spurs, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I can assure you that Tottenham will not win the league this year. Well, besides that, I hope that uh, you have a good rest of the year. Thank you for hopping on the podcast. And from the rest of us, we just want to say uh, thank you for listening and keep stay tuned. Peace out. Peace out. Peace.